five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the WDMA. We're going to be talking about mail a lot today. But first, blue cheese. And full disclosure, I don't like blue cheese. Da-da-da, here we go. Destination, Destination Treasure Cave. Treasure Cave, which she's become so, so blue. For a cave, it's welcoming and delicious too. Here there are no seas and sunlight, raspberries hang. Hank. If that sounds peculiar, trust the process. Our cheese is super dank. Some things we crave are oh so funky, science is so cool. cool. It seems like that would not make sense, but we don't that make, make sense the rules. To me. Welcome to the treasure cave where blue cheese gets its bomb. This taste you cannot replicate, so please enjoy your bunk. Treasure cave, you might love it here. Oops. Okay, so uh, that's that, you know. Ayah. You know, and I learned that their Asiago, I think, is also blue cheese. I once ordered a steak with Asiago. What do I know? There's about a thousand million kinds of cheese. I'm in Wisconsin. We love cheese. And uh, it came with blue cheese. It's a, apparently, that's an Italian type of blue cheese or something like that. Anyway, so be careful. Be careful what you order. Ask the waiter. Don't try to be cool. <laughs> Let's get over to the uh, to the story about the blue cheese. But first, I want to talk about yesterday's show where uh, we had an article by J.C. Lupus. And J.C. cited a study that U.S. direct mail volumes are up for two years in a row. dun da da but he said that it was millions down here. It says it says the the money was billions, but the but the amount of mail was millions, 73 million. There he said it for sure, explicitly. So that threw me off, and you know that started getting me thinking. And uh, marketing charts should have labeled it, but I overdid it because it wasn't a very good graph. It wasn't labeled billions. It's billions. Okay, it's billions. I was right. Got to trust me sometimes. And I did put a note to another uh, graph that was excellent, uh, but I couldn't get my hands on it to print it. Uh, they're tricky that way. And uh, stat, stats or something, statistics or stats something or other. But they had the real numbers, and it showed, like this one, that mail has been higher and then went down. And it was in 2007, before the Great Recession, it was even higher still. So those recessions have not helped the mail volume. Okay. So what's the story about <laughs> this? is from Amy Houston, of course, who I always check up on. Ah, it's, a, it's set in a handmade cheese cave or a handmade cave. I don't know. That's I think that's just a, the, the set for shooting it. Uh, blue cheese is a divisive food. Yes, I agree. Uh, but Treasure Cave's brand is leaning into this feeling with an upbeat yet strange ad. It is a very, very strange ad. Okay, I'd like to know where it's airing, but Amy didn't go into that. My word, it's an odd. Okay, so let's get over to this story. Quad wins AARP print gig. 
and a Costco assignment, but revenues lag. Well, revenues are down from last year. Um, lower paper and print sales contributed to a 7% revenue decrease. And prices are probably up, so that's actually more than that, right? Wouldn't you say? Um, and uh, But they landed two accounts, AARP and Costco. Um, so, you know, Quad's in a funny position where they have... Uh, they have almost a monopoly on long-run printing uh, since Donley has floundered for so long. Now it's, I forget the name. <laughs> Talk about rebranding disaster. Okay, I printed with Donley, R.R. Donley, spelled with two L's and two E's. And, uh, you know, L something or other. And I, I can't remember it, but whatever they named it, it's, you know, a track about a branding disaster. They could have they would have been better off calling it BigPrinter.com or something. Anyway, but Quad is promoting and talking about all their other services, and yet it seems that print is one of the big segments. So that puts you in a funny situation, um, not unlike the USPS, which we'll get to in a second. So... Uh, Jim Richard, uh, I believe we're connected. If we're not, we should be, uh, is involved with the USPS uh, political division. Let's see down here. We get his specs. This is a promoted. Um, he's He serves as the USPS national political campaign strategist. Okay. He had some interesting stuff to say. Jim or uh, Richard. Wait, let's see, Jim. Jim, I wondered if you knew Elena Neely. Elena and I go way back to when I was training USPS salespeople, or helping to, and created a tool for talking to big brands about their possibility of, uh, of using mail. It was an excellent program. We did work with Kaiser Permanente, Anheuser-Busch, Circuit City, Panasonic, um, Oakley Sunglasses. Alina and I worked on that one together. And uh, a number of other big names that all did some mail, did some testing. Unfortunately, it was really – what I did was the, the salespeople went out and talked to these brands. This is patterned after uh, Derek uh, – Oh my gosh! Anyway, the <laughs> the Royal Mail hired a, a basically a consulting and training firm to to work with their salespeople. And when the salespeople found uh, print opportunities, they would hand them off, and then the consultants would work with the directly with the brands. The USPS didn't want to do that so directly, so they handed things to me, and I wrote reports on how direct mail could work for these brands. And like I said, we did, I don't know, I would guess at least 18, and uh, almost all of them were were recognized national advertising brands. So that's Lisa, I don't know if you've heard of that program. I probably should, uh, DMDP, I remember the name of it. I still have the reports over here on the shelf uh, if you're interested in perhaps 
partnering ANA with uh, USPS. It would be an excellent thing to resurrect, I think. And it was not shut down because it wasn't effective. It was there were some other mitigating circumstances which were which were super unfortunate and political and had nothing to do with the quality of the work. But anyway, um, so Elaine is one of my favorite USPS people, um, although they retire early because they have a great <laughs> pension plan, I think. So um, Jim says that nearly 80 percent of uh, this session of dozens of political operatives. I thought an operative sounded doesn't that sound like organized crime or. Or maybe the CIA, kind of a little bit. But they all said, almost 80% said they evolved their mail strategy during the last election cycle. And the main things they were doing was mailing earlier, more frequently, and smarter. Okay. So that was last election cycle. I'm guessing that's 2022. Um, mailing earlier to establish credibility. You know, I do look at political mail. I look at political mail more than I look at almost anything else especially during the primaries um, because but the but the problem is most campaigns either talk badly about their opponents but don't talk about what their own positions are they don't even list their political party oftentimes and so you know they give you just enough information to not be very helpful and so that's turned me off to most of the political mail that I receive and some of it is downright lies I know that it is because I if I if I know the opposing candidate uh, personally which sometimes I do um, you know and they they say things about them I then I know not to vote for the person who mailed me so it can be cut two ways double-edged sword but anyway it says 48 percent of surveyed voters in our latest research I'm assuming that's USPS I would love a footnote there I think there's Maybe that asterisk is a footnote. Um, stated that direct mail was the most memorable form of political advertising. Absolutely. And, you know, the other thing I like about it is that unlike it being in my Facebook feed or my LinkedIn feed or some other place like that where I don't really want it and I have to avoid looking at it, um, I can look at my leisure and, you know, and check it out a little bit. Uh, it lets me look when I feel like looking. Okay, and so that's the optimal time. The optimal time is what the consumer decides is the optimal time. I'm not sure you can necessarily time it, but this was a good point here. A majority of surveyed voters preferred to learn about a candidate's stance on domestic and global issues right before the debates took place. Which also means if you're a cataloger or some other major mailer, you might want to avoid that window just by a couple of days. Mail it a little late, mail it a little early. Avoid the right before the debates, especially those national debates, you know, like the presidential debates. Excellent point, and it should be taken into account in your planning for 2024 for especially, right? Okay, supplement digital targeting, okay? And uh, digital targeting is getting to be more and more of an Oxymoron, challenges of digital targeting, uh, limitations, rising costs, increased skepticism. All of those are true in my case. Um, emphasizing the importance of direct mail within the media mix because direct mail is offline and we can read it at our leisure, right? And direct mail's unique ability to target specific audiences 
and provide memorable personalization makes it a superior weapon. And apparently, both political parties have excellent databases. Better than the voting rolls, I'm told. <laughs> yes, sir. 39%. This was funny, though. For example, in our latest research, 39% of Hispanic voters received political mail in Spanish. Yeah, one of the first campaigns I worked on, I think it was George McGovern. Uh, I was a senior in high school in uh, 1972, and I went door to door on the Strand, which is uh, a street in Waukesha that was in almost entirely Spanish. And I'd had at that time four years of Spanish by then, and which didn't mean I could speak it, but I could kind of say hello and. <laughs> But it was a fairly isolated community, and I think in Milwaukee it's relatively isolated. It doesn't doesn't have to be, doesn't you know? But it would seem like you could do better than 40% uh, of the mailing if the mailing is Hispanic. You'd think you could get better than 39% of the Hispanic voters to receive it in Spanish. That sounds like a pretty bad targeting, uh, and you know I in. Uh, all honesty, I don't know that direct mail is any better at targeting than anything else. Um, but the truth is we can tell sometimes on the back end which demographic patterns are most solid. Not at the household level, not even at the carrier route level, not maybe even at the zip code level, but at the national level we certainly can. Uh, certainly can isolate differentiating factors that are that do have causal force. Okay, also, Postal Service, again, always mentions informed delivery. Um, almost two-thirds of informed delivery featured preview mail emails are open. And, you know, I don't open mine at all. I don't open any informed delivery, but this is a subset. Uh, they claim really high open rates, like 67% which is nothing compared to mail, which is almost 100%, right? And by open, I mean looked at and made a decision. As always, I say, taking action, every mailing piece requires taking action. You know, yesterday I got a, a mailing piece from the insurance company, which we seem to get every almost every day, and also a credit card offer. And so the credit card offer went into the trash, but I remember it, and the... Uh, Insurance went onto my wife's desk here at the office. So, um, so physical mail actually is more memorable than informed delivery. But like Quad, it seems sometimes that they USPS has given in to the digital hype and come up with this digital thing. They don't charge for it, so it doesn't increase revenue, I don't think. And every time I ask mailers about it, I'd love to hear your opinion. Um, Oh, here it is. USPS marketing. Oh, good. David Foley. USPS marketing mail volume over time is in my book. Oh, in your book. I have his book. Right here. This is the next edition. This is David Foley's book on page six, he says, or seven, right at the beginning. He also has a bunch of stuff on, okay, USPS mail volume. Yes, and it kind of slipping down and up and everywhere you look okay in billions see david foley had it right and there's another one marketing mail volume in billions two pages it's on both page four and page five fyi thank you for that david 
um, yeah. So anyway, um, you know they've they've caved to the bi digital the digital revolution. Um, an interesting point was made down here that Gen Z voters only check only 59% check at least four days a week, whereas uh, the boomers check 86% of them check old uh, check for at least four days a week. I don't check four days a week, and the reason is because the mailbox isn't as full. We used to have to check daily, especially in the fall when the catalogers really got hold of us, uh, because the mailbox would get so full you couldn't get you know couldn't get any more in there. Um, but now it's not, and so you don't have to rush. And you know that there the postal service has slowed delivery on that a little bit, and so. Um, but according to this, focusing on personalized messaging. Now, yesterday's show, we saw that personalization was not a big deal in terms of generating action. And too often, personalized just means you put your, their name on the envelope, <laughs> you know, or a QR code that goes to your generic, your generic website. That's, I mean, it's not. That is, you know, you can get some postal discounts sometimes. The USPS runs a, a special. Anyway, contact USPS direct mail specialist to discuss how to incorporate the C. And now they have their own specialist. Now, do they know anything? Well, I'm open to I'm open to feedback on that. We could have to review. But I was probably the first direct mail specialist that the USPS hired. I have to say, and you can call me too. And I will give you the unbiased take on uh, anything you might be thinking. But uh, also, if you're considering that, I would suggest you go over to WDMA.org, check out some of the information. We have a light, like 500 podcasts up there. Uh, we have all the articles, all the show notes marked up with my own pen. And, um, and consider joining and supporting this effort. Because as far as I know, I'm the only marketing news show that – covers direct mail every day or almost every day but certainly more than anybody else in fact there aren't very many direct marketing news shows so have a great day like and share repost on linkedin repost your friends will know you're smart